This is Jay Peter on its Marvel Card Artist on Marvel Premiere 2017, Marvel's 80th Infinity War, and other card sets from Upper Deck. You are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with the infamous Ian Taylor and the notorious Norrin Rad. My name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, I'm not looking at you, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me as always, regrettably sometimes, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. Hi! He mailed me in to get me slapped, but with my receding hairline and severely rounded corners... I was 47 last week. What do you expect, folks? I came back graded 6 out of 10 and could barely fit in the slab. He, however, is always... That's what she said. You messed up the punchline. You messed up the punchline. I'm so sorry. Let's do it again. (laughs) I'm just going to carry on. He, however, is always gem mint. It's Norin Rad. You are so nice. You'd come back gem mint. You're beautiful. Don't you ever. You're beautiful. You're anyway, beautiful. I hate I'm that guy. Sing. I don't know James what it Blunt. is. Is it James Blunt? No, that's not who it I is. hate. No, it is James Blunt who's saying. Wait, who's the oh, body Wonderland person? Oh, no, you, you can speak. <laughs> you can speak. You're on the podcast with us. We'll introduce that's you. That's John in a Mayer, or whatever his John name is. Mayer. Oh yeah. God, oh, what a nightmare. Oh, Jesus, sorry for John Mayer fans who overlap. Oh, but now I'm car. sorry I said that, so I could just listen to you guys argue about that. Oh, that's quite. I've never heard of this person. I've no no idea who you're talking about. Right. James Blunt is handy Bryan slang for a start. Um, <laughs> I do not know James Blunt, even though I know James that Blunt. song. He's an English. Um, I was going to say he's one of those made-up English things. Yeah, no, he's an English, and he's he's a, he's a posh boy. He's a posh boy. Um, he used to be in the army, and and he uh, people love to hate him. So if you ever go and look at his Twitter feed, it's him saying stuff back to people who tweet that he's useless by worse stuff about himself it's oh. kind of it's kind of quite difficult to describe in fact you know what it's probably easier if i just find some and read them out um so i yeah, like them already this is, this is james blunt is brilliant like i said like i said excellent excellent rhyming slang but let me give you an example of some james blunt tweets <laughs> up in here right, once google does its job um we're not alone this week folks and we will introduce the um uh, the amazing, the, uh, the one and only. The guests um, in a moment. But <laughs> right, uh, com- there is, if you type in James Blunt Twitter, the second <laughs> most, um, uh, second best hit is a complete collection of James Blunt's best comebacks on Twitter. What? Um, exactly. Why, how, so, why does he but, have time? What a beast. Exactly. Um, so basically, James Blunt. So someone tweeted, um, James Blunt has just an, has an annoying face and a highly irritating voice. And he replied, and no mortgage. Oh, ha! damn. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Um, and someone, someone <laughs> tweeted, it's a brilliant, I just had to listen to You're Beautiful by James Blunt in the office bathroom. And I feel like someone, someone is with me. James Blunt replied, silent with Damn! He, he comes back. He the guy burns. Vicious, good Seriously. man. 
Um, for Good example, for I'll give you one more example, and I'll put this link in the tasting notes so you can go and find it. Someone <laughs> tweeted, bloody hell, why is James Blunt still going? And he replied, Viagra and coffee mostly. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's an absolute legend. He's brilliant. Good for him. So, yeah, That's anyway. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, we expect someone who can do it that fast, man. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, no, he he's uh, he'll, and he'll say something about that if you ever tweeted at him. Anyway, um, yeah. not I feel like I'm ever going to tweet that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's worth doing it just to see what you get back. <laughs> no way. Oh, I can't handle when someone unfollows me on Instagram. I'm not tweeting that guy. <laughs> now. I just in, I just installed an app to track who unfollows our at the MCC pod account as a result of that weird loop follower thing. Uh-huh. And um, it's scary. I think scary. that would be too hurtful. I can't do yes, it. That's terrifying. I'm, I'm not over it, yeah? Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's rewind. Uh, folks, we have a guest, um, and it's not Norrin's cat, even though she was on the podcast just before we started recording. Um, um, <laughs> this week we have um, Amanda Z is with us uh amanda welcome to Thank the amanda. thanks for having me oh amanda i've been i've been hoping and praying and crossing my everything that you'd come onto the podcast so thank you i know um i know that you were um uh, moved heaven and earth to get 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 this time today to do it so i really appreciate that um you're in, you're in california aren't you mm-hmm. yes whereabouts orange county Orange County. That's by okay. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Is that where there's quite a lot of weird people saying that they don't want to wear masks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing something on the news about that. They were giving like testimony to the to the like the, the council or the governors or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and they were oh, they're crazy. Yeah. They're, they're calling us the Florida of California now. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Orange yeah. County, man. Florida, you know, Orange yeah. Florida's. Yeah. Yeah. No, Florida's a, crazy, man. That's a, so burn. That's a burn. That's a burn. So, um, Amanda, to, you run. Um, is it is, is it is it a business or is it kind of just a hobby thing? Or I, I never know kind where to pigeonhole it because I know it's not your day job. But what what it's do you? It's a business. Do you run? I um, recently a launched an LLC for Ooh. it. So, it's all shiny and official now. It was oh, getting a little too big to fit yeah. into that hobby category. Tell us about it. What's it called? Oh, it's um, my website's called thegradedgamer.com, and I sell graded trading cards of all sorts. Um, lots of Marvel, Ma- Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, DC, Image, uh, Small Press, basically anything I can get my hands on. Anything you can get your hands on, anything you can get into plastic. Yes. Mm. It's mm. a nice excuse to uh, pack cracks for myself. Yeah, well, not that well, any of it was- need any need an excuse but you, yeah. you turn no but like, i'm justified <laughs> now in doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> well it was funny because like i've been following you on instagram for a long time now i think um i'm not the best with dates but i'm pretty i've been, I've been following you for a very long time and i remember seeing your wall and you have always you have these great pictures you have the best fingernails in the business the most stylish <laughs> and well-designed I get I get excited, man. Oh I get I'm like, oh wow, that's really cool. Because like they're really 
color complimentary and you do great lighting and you always do such good work with the cards you do. And then I looked at your website and you had all these like beautiful treasures on there. And I remember hitting people up and I was just like, okay, you need to see what's happening over here because 96 is there. 93 is there. 92 is there. You need to like, this is just sitting there. I don't know why. And I remember like doing all this legwork and I was like, okay, this person needs to start talking to us now. And then we got you over into our group and you were so nice. You were like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, I want to join because I'm a collector. I don't want to like. Be I was really product. nervous to join. Sure. Yeah, I, I didn't want to come in as like a retailer or a seller or, no, but the you community awesome. is great. It's fantastic. Really nice people. And you're, you're super, super kind, super legit and such a class act. And um, then we got you into collectors club and oh, all this. Did you, stuff. did you ever? Character club. Yeah. Character club. <laughs> Oh God! Character oh, club. trademark! I just heard the ding. Trademark. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's just that that's what we've always called it for our listeners. So if we start calling it we something should else, trademark it. I'm writing it. We should tra- trademark character club. Well, we have put an episode out on a certain date that was called character club. So at some point we'll have to have a um yeah, a part two character club part two like oh. a round table. Yeah, wow. you guys need to have a part two because I have a a bullseye hoodie now. I'm ready. I'm ready oh. to wear it. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, straight away there's a there's a spoiler. What's your character of choice? Oh, sorry, bullseye. bullseye. <laughs> with a, with a, with a nice little side dish of daredevil thrown in as well. Yeah, they overlap, so yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, I do love Bullseye. I absolutely love Daredevil. I'm about to massively trim down my comic collection. Like, I'm literally going to offload about half of it. Um, and there's a lot there. And I'm going to be keeping Spider-Man, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and... And all of them? No, and Midnight, and Midnight Sun. No, I'm getting you rid of... You said you're getting, trimming, right? No, no, no. Yeah, well, I'm getting rid of Spawn 1 to 100. I'm getting rid of Uncanny X-Men, most of Volume 1. I'm getting rid of about a third of Avengers Volume 1. Um, a whole load of independent stuff. Um, uh, lots. Wow. Just lots. So, yeah, I'm probably about six, seven long boxes worth. Oof. I'm going to be offloading. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of shipping. Are you yeah. are you going to eBay that, or are you going to oh, try no, to? No, 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 no. My local comic guy's going to take them off my hands. Oh, so, that's nice. And he'll give me a fair price. So, so that's oh, nice. That's good. Uh, so, some drinking money. Yes, <laughs> paying off my paying off my credit card uh, money. That is, um, but um, no, I have been eBaying furiously recently with the Sega games. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's been that's been helping. Um, Anywho, Bullseye, I, I, I love Bullseye. I've still not seen Daredevil Season 3. Oh, you're killing me. Uh, no, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't seen it. Well, my wife was kind of like, I need to take a break from superhero stuff for a while. And, yeah, uh, Daredevil's like so street level and, you know, he's not, not so... If not, not if you're not one of us. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, but, but it's so good. I know, I know. I will. We will go there. Um, I, um, although we did subsequently manage to watch The Boys. I didn't mm. watch that. Oh, it's good. It's so good. It's really good. Season two, See, that's September. What I, kept hearing. I kept hearing it was super good, but I'm one of those obnoxious people who the more people tell me something's good, the less likely I am to watch it. Uh, look, look, <laughs> like look I wait. Well. 
Look into my eyes. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. That was all creepy. That was. Oh, that that just means I'm going to watch it in about five years from now. Oh, good grief! I okay, I know. So welcome to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast, where we actively put you off watching television series because we're <laughs> enthusiastic about them. Um, so I. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. You need to watch Daredevil. I need before to get you start, before you start pushing some other non-Marvel. Well, listen, I've watched seasons one and two and absolutely loved them. So, um, but um, but um, yeah, but they don't have yeah. bullseye. Oh no, no, I'll I'll get there. Don't you worry. Thing is, uh, I've been kind of putting off starting it because I don't want it to end. Mm. I get that. Uh. <laughs> Amanda's calling you, man. She's like, I don't know. She's coming yeah. at you, bro. Okay, all right. I let's, think you're let's... the last one. Frank just finished it. That's good. Damn. So, Frank come on. finished it before you. You know it's bad now. Who's Frank? <laughs> Iron Man. You oh. know who Frank is. Oh, I don't know. We've actually got about four of them in the group. That's very fair. We have got about four of them in the group. Um, yes. The only uh, correct uh, response to the question, can I be Frank, is okay if I can be Barbara. Anyway, so on that bombshell. <laughs> I like the airplane joke better, man. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. Don't call I am me serious, and don't call me Shirley. Um, so <laughs> this is um, why you guys are hobby husbands. This is why we are. We are absolutely yes. hobby husbands. Um, so I want. So I want to talk about graded cards. I really want to talk about graded cards. So what? Where did you start? How did you start doing that? Did you always like know about card grading, or were you collecting, and then you got into that? How, how did you fall into it? So I've always been a collector. I've worked, um, I think, my senior year of high school up through. How do I? Oh, now that I've said that, how do I? How do I do this without dating myself? Um, I worked for quite a long time in a comic book store, various comic book stores. Nice. So, and I was telling Norrin earlier that this was in the '90s, where it was now it was cards. There were always cards on the counter. There were all kinds of boxes and packs and something new coming out all the time. So I was always into cards. And then after I left that job for the real world, I kind of fell off on the cards, kept going with the comics. Um, But then, oddly enough, I ended up getting season tickets for the Los Angeles Kings. So I got got really into hockey. So then I got into the hockey cards and then it was more on the hockey side that I discovered card grading because it's it's like it's the norm with sports cards. Yeah. It's just it, it's just a, yeah. like it's a I don't know how, how I want to say it. it's just a normal part of the hobby. So I started sending in hockey cards and then I had always had all this 90s stuff sitting around and it just seemed like, well, what what how come why am I not grading these? It gets to the point or it got to the point for me where I had collected all of these sets gorgeous sets you know the 95s and 96s the 1990 but once you have it other than just flipping through the pages of your binder like like what's next so then it seemed like well i could chase the perfect version of these cards mm-hmm. so why don't i do so i just started sending those in too and it just went from there wow okay so how many cards because obviously you 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 
sell them as part of your your business i i sell them you, you sell them <laughs> like so like noren was mentioning that he saw stuff just sitting in the store you know the 96s the 95s i probably don't advertise some of those things as much as i should because i do enjoy owning them well that's what i was gonna say so where does where's the line between personal collection and inventory where, where, yeah, because all these, you sound like you love them all equally. I do. I do love them all equally, but fortunately, I'm also very fickle. So I'm able to grade things. Like right now, I'm super into the Captain America 75th set, mm-hmm. which Good is set. like, I don't know, like four years old now. Yeah. So I'm going to go hard for that. And then, I don't know, maybe in a year, I'll be, I'll find something else. And so I'll kind of, I'll kind of move those. But I, I don't grade anything I don't like. So that way, if, I, if it doesn't sell, if I get stuck with it, I don't care. It's, it's, I love having it. Okay. That's interesting. God, I'm jealous. That's good. So, because I'm very picky as well. And I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, things coming in, in and out of my possession a lot. Like, I'd always try to filter them to the right hands and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I totally get that 100%. I, do, I mean, I do have some, obviously, like, my bullseye stuff. I don't see moving that. I mean, you have crazy good stuff. I mean, oh, you, you've right. like, you gone really 100% on bullseye and you've, you have like, I don't want to say too many pieces and out you on stuff, but like crazy clean collection there. Really, well, really top I notch. unfortunately joined this characters collectors club <laughs> on Facebook. That <laughs> <laughs> really uh, <laughs> kind of set me off on that. Like I was already, I was, I've, like I said, I've always been fickle and I was kind of, you know, like I would see people before joining the group who had like these amazing collections and I was always really envious that they were able to like pick their thing. Like, mm. this is my thing. Like, this is what I collect. And I've always been like, oh God, I just don't have a thing. Like, you know, I love Magic the Gathering. So I'll do artist proofs on that for a while. And then I kind of fall off on that for a little bit and I go back to Marvel. So I was kind of leaning towards Bullseye. You know, he's been in cards since the 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I, so when I got back into probably Marvel Masterpiece 16, Mm. I bought one box. I bought one box because I'm, I'm triggered by thick cardstock. I hate it. Full disclosure. So I I hate it. I hate the thick cardstock. So I wasn't going to buy it. So I bought one box and the sketch I pulled was bullseye. And so I thought, oh, I'm like, all right. All right, I got to do it. So it just kind of went from there. I love that story. That's awesome. Wow. How cool is that again? Yeah. So am I, you've, you've mentioned this before, so I'm just, I'm just curious to understand why. And there, there will be people listening who <laughs> won't really know about card. There will be people listening, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> who, uh, I bloody hope so. Um, who um, don't know much about grading. And I have to say, until maybe about a year and change ago i didn't really know as much as i do now and i still feel like i'm only just scratching the surface so i am going to ask you lots of seemingly really stupid questions um but why a lot of people would be like well why grade a card because i you know i came from that mentality because for me why grade a comic and aside from preservation and and honestly you know these things are preserved somewhere they're not you know they're not going to suddenly cease to exist and they are reprinted ad nauseum both physically and digitally although you can't digitally print we can but not as a anyway um yeah (laughs) 
if you slab a comic book, you can't read it. So what's the difference between that and slabbing a card? Are you asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to chime in. You, you know more about this than Ian and I put together yeah. and many other people. Yeah. Oh, well, I think initially, just right off the bat, the first, I'll use this black cat card as an example. Oh, 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 deep breath, Ian, deep breath. Uh, you don't need to open a card to read it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I feel that's one the point. way. That's together, what we want you to you say. Know? No, that's exactly. brilliant. That's exactly the point. I absolutely love graded comics. Love the idea, obviously. I'm for grading. But I think it's it's just more, it makes more sense. Well, I don't know if it makes more sense, but with the card, you're good to, you're good to go. You can see yes. everything you need to see. You're not, mm. you don't have to buy a reading copy of your card. Yes. Uh, good job. Front and back. But, but like um, I was telling Noren earlier, for people like me who, obviously my initial foray integrating was mostly for me about trying to find that perfect card. Like it's just like the next level of collecting. It's not for everybody and nobody should feel like their collection's less than if it's not graded. It's just completely 100%. up to you. It's completely a taste thing. But my number one favorite thing about grading is I'm rough on things and I am unorganized and I have stacks everywhere and Norn's fallen apart over there. <laughs> my headphone came out. I was like, oh, shoot. Uh, you, should, you should see my loft. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's why I have a background, too. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're safe, you know, like once they're yeah. in here, you don't have to worry about anything happening. But one of the main well, I have like I guess I have 50 main reasons why I started grading. When I first started looking to eBay to supplement my clinic, my collection, I was getting cards from people who were like, hey, this is mint. This is absolutely mint. You're never going to find a mint to your card ever. And I would get it. And it's like, dude, you cleaned underneath your fingernails with the corner of this card. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? This is not mint. They don't show you the back. They don't show you the edges. They crop the image. It's a nightmare. A nightmare to buy cards. Yeah, absolutely. And, And fair enough, my idea of mint is not everybody else's idea of mint. I'm... I'm stri- I'm crazy strict or I'm picky. So having any of the third party graders, CGC, PSA, what's the other one? Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. Any of them. It's like you're basically asking a third party, could you review this card for me to confirm that, the, you know, this is the grade. And then once they slab it, you know, it's going to stay that grade. Yep. And that's that's it's funny because like Ian was saying, when I first started this hobby, too, and I was collecting cards and putting on top loaders, you know, I came at it from a sketch card collector's background because I had all I had some of my cards when I was a kid. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do surfer. And then I started going for the full master and, you know, cataloging and doing all the stuff. And it became very much like trailing the character's uh, lineage through trading cards. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point with my collection that I'm happy, personally happy with, which is what everyone should be doing for their stuff. Because, again, this is supposed to be for fun. Um, I'm at that point now where I'm like, I want a staple that says this is a 10. This will always be a 10. And it's universally accepted as that. Mm-hmm. And that that for me is the next step for my collection is to have the whole thing graded and to have the full registry. Because also yeah. for me... Being, being the character collector that I am, I like the idea of another site having that full checklist. 
because now there's a history to it, right? There is that lineage, usually because Ian knows this, and I'm sure, Amanda, you're learning this as well as you go through this. Sometimes you think you know every bullseye or black cat or surfer card or Iron Man card or captain card, and then suddenly someone has something like, yeah, I got this parallel, and you're like, I keep Ian. finding stuff for you. Oh, it happens to yeah. me all the time. Yeah. Um, Kevin, time. Kevin in the group, he's always sending yes. me stuff, and I'm like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. And Kevin, yeah. and we have we're lucky in the group too because we have so many people that are so knowledgeable. You know that I'm always finding things that I don't know. Like now, I'm down the rabbit hole of stickers that are card size, which I really hate myself for doing, and foreign cards, which I also am disgusted by myself for doing. <laughs> you know, like I am, I am down that hole now, and you know because I'm so far in, I might as well. And it becomes this kind of thing where it's like. I want there to be an official checklist for me. And the only way to get that official checklist for my collection and to have that pedigree eventually and all that kind of good stuff is for grading, if I can be honest. It, you know, At least that's what I'm seeing, which is why I'm so interested in what you do and the approaches you've taken and the time you spent on this is just, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm seeing that as the future a little bit. So you've started a, a master set registry? Yeah, so, so I started the registry set on PSA um, they accepted or whatever. Like I did the whole email thing, yeah. <laughs> so they, you know, but not everything. It can be a long wait to get that published. So I got really lucky. Yeah. It took maybe half a month or something like that. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's back up slightly. Cause I don't know what you're talking about and okay. listeners might not as well. So let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go back up. So, so you've said that there's three, companies that, that grade cards. So PSA, I know, is the one that you go with. And I think they grade up to 10. Is that right? Is that right. kind of top score? Yeah. Um, which very much echoes what comic books do. Um, Beckett uh, do it as well. I believe they also go to 10. Is mm-hmm. that Christine right? 10, okay. Yeah, I think Christine. Um, and I know they all probably do things very slightly differently. And then you mentioned CGC, who are the kind of the big one in terms of comics. And my understanding is they're just starting to get into cards. Is that is that, is that right? Yeah, they just launched their Pokemon and Magic the Gathering wing. Ah, so just those two at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So. Um, and there's CGC also, but I don't know how I don't know how much non-sport they're grading. Yeah. Okay. Or SGC, I'm sorry. SGC. SGC, that's right. What's the one I've got here? What's GMA mean? Don't buy it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back to that in a moment. I've got something to show you in a minute. (laughs) It means don't buy it. (laughs) It means don't buy it. Marvellous. Okay. Avoid that, folks. So you you kind of use and prefer PSA. I do. If you have a card that you've got in your hands. Now, you'll know this because you're very used to doing it and you look at things with a very fine tooth comb. And my understanding is that when you look at the cards, you're looking at it almost as if you're uh, like a jeweler. You know, we've got mm-hmm. that, you know, you might have yeah. something to light. You might have, yeah. Some, yeah. you might have something to look um, closer, like a magnifying thing that goes in your eye. So, I've, you know, you could be kind of in Hatton Garden selling um, uh, diamonds to people. Um and you do that because what what stops so if you've got a card and you've literally just taken it out of the packet like it's not been anywhere apart from the packet you've right. opened it really carefully and then you send it to them what would stop it coming back at 10 in that circumstance oh a whole lot that's one of i think that's a, a popular misconception is that cards come out of the pack 
ooh, my computer's doing things, um, that cards come out of the pack, Gem Mint 10, because uh, they don't. There's um, like centering. If a card has a border, centering frequently is an issue that will automatically knock it out of a 10 category if it's oh wow too- so even the manufacturing process oh absolutely you've done yeah wow i know okay. um I'm, I'm listening a little bit more to things on the comic book side i've i've kind of got the impression from them that anything that's like a defect from the manufacturer is like accounted for like it's kind of included it's okay on that side but with cards but no no so like i know in the group there's a lot of people who collect miscut cards no, those those are going in the trash. So, like centering centering right out of the pack is an issue. Um, you guys are all familiar with uh, what I call the '90s stick, where you try to open glossy cards from the '90s. So, any kind of you know um, loss of paper. Um, a lot of times, it's corners. Um, like for the '92, I'm breaking. Uh, a lot of 92 right now and for some reason the corners are rounded on a lot of some of these older cards so that's it. you're you're just instantly done those are those are the things that i look at first right away interesting okay um yeah there's it's in that 90s stick i i recently opened some silver age and uh, it's not it's not every set actually i just opened a box of marvel universe series three from 92 and it was beautiful i took i, I did it over sets are all fine oh i did it over several days because i was just enjoying it <laughs> so much i literally did like four packs a day for like there's a lot of packs in that box as well it's the it's older the old boxes are so fun and they are they do have so many packs and it was so nice and it was just so because the cards are so nice you know it's a big set but there's not too many elements to it you know it's just one to two hundred and then um, yeah. kind of a promo card for the binder and that and then the holograms that's it um but um, Silver Age, um, I noticed that the gloss, so it's all to do with, and I know storing it can, can impact it, but I think a 100%. lot of it has to do with how it's made in the first place because there are certain sets that, it's, that are infamous for sticking. So that has yeah. to be to do with the manufacturing process. And Silver I, yeah. Age. Yeah. Yeah, it's I heard just, two I, things. They just start breaking down. Yeah, I heard two things. I heard one, um, if they're kept in storage units, no air conditioning. That's not going to help. And also how they stack boxes on top of each other. So if you stack a lot of boxes on each other and there's a lot of heat, that gloss kind of acts like an adhesive and starts, you know, basically just peeling on top of each other from what I hear. So it has to do with like people who are box collectors because we have a lot of people in the group who are box collectors. Keep them out of sun, keep them in air conditioning. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that can avoid that kind of mess from what I hear. It's you know. tough. And I know I've heard people say, you know, throw it in the freezer or <laughs> open the hair dryer. Or yeah. yeah, it's I haven't found any way to save the cards once that's started. But yeah. like I I, the last box I cracked didn't have any of it. It was perfect. So, I mean, they're out wow. there. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so you've, you've, you send them, you send them in. So what's, what's the, what's the process you, you use PSA? So let's, let's pretend that 2020 isn't happening. Cause I'm sure a lot of us wish it wasn't I'm happy the way it that. is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's, 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 let's rewind a year. Okay. So it's, it's um, August, 2019. And you've got a load of cards that you're pretty confident because you've examined them and you know what you're looking for are going to come back a pretty good grade. What's your process? What do you then do? So for PSA, um, I put them in card saver ones. 
So I know you guys love your top loaders and your one touches and your whatever. I don't I don't own any of those. Only card saver ones. And a card saver one. It is. Ooh. It's like this. Um, I think my background's making it. It's okay. No, no, I can see that. It's the semi-rigid. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I've got a, some of those. But yeah. it's the larger size. So that yes. way you can easily get in there. And have you got oh. that in a top loader going in there? You yeah, a penny, penny sleeve. Penny sleeve. Penny, yes. oh, sorry, penny sleeve. Apologies. And uh, here, this is my pro tip for the day. I don't know if I have my box cutter here. Yes. When you guys are sleeving your cards to go to PSA, actually, when you guys are sleeving any of your cards, if you take your penny sleeve, make sure you cut. You, if you cut the side, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, when you're sliding the card in, let's see. You don't ding the corner. You don't ding the corner. I wish you told me this before. <laughs> so many people. It's so much easier. And because yes. so many people are like, I know it was perfect. I know it was perfect. And I've done it myself. I get lazy. Yeah. And then I put it in and I turn around and look and it's like, oh, yeah, totally caught that on the sleeve. So. So once once you do that, you put it in the top loader, and I'm, I don't know how anyone else does it. I might be a little particular, um, but I like to I label each card on the. Oops, I'm trying to figure out this background. So I no, label each card on the back because you. So you have to go online oh. and you fill out the form and you let them know what you're sending. Um, ah. This one's actually going to CGC. Um, so you have to match the invoice that you're sending to PSA with what you're actually sending, because yeah. um, another pro tip, if you leave out a card or you send a card that's not on the invoice, it's going to jam up your order for a really long time. FYI. Wow. Voice of wow. experience. So, wow. um, so you get them labeled. PSA gives you a submission number. So you add the submission number to each card. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a process. It takes, it takes me a little while. Onto you know? the label that you put on the back Onto of the, the label. card. Saver. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, so I print a lot of labels because I don't have time to handwrite all that stuff. So I just yeah. kick out labels. Um, then I just uh, package it up and send it off and then try to forget about it because the turnaround times right now are really bad. Mm. What would they normally be, though? Let's go back a year. What would it be? What would um, you expect? Say you're sending in a batch of. I'm I think just, so, like. A, I don't know how many you send in. Let's just say I sent 20 in oh, a year ago. Um, I normally. Well. I'll just say I normally send in a hundred at a time. Okay. And, th and that would be like 65 days turnaround. So about three months, uh, two and a half months. Maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really blown up. I think, um, yeah. Pokemon's really pulled in a lot of people and that finally okay. more and more and more people are starting to grade non-sport. So yes, finally good. The backlog is real. Wow. Okay. Do they, huh. um, so you mentioned well, there's a couple there's a couple of things here so someone and i i kind of think i understand what this means now but i've seen people refer to things as having a pop one or a pop 20 or whatever whatever that is and that can be although weirdly i've not got it i've only got t two graded cards here from psa both of them from you um <laughs> None of them actually <laughs> say anything like pop anything on it. So I'm no, not sure where you, you see that. Yeah. You have to go online and check the PSA website or okay. whichever company graded that for you. So am I right in thinking that pop is short for population? Yes. So what does it mean? So that means like for that black cat card that you had, the 95 masterpieces, if I yep. spied that correctly. 
Yeah. Um, so that's, oops, see, you just that too. So that's Oof. pop one. So what that means is nobody else has one of those. That's a PSA 10. So this is the only one that's been graded that is 10 by the PSA. That's a 10. Oh my yeah. on. Wow. Oh my giddy on. I love it. Oh. Yes, Queen. <laughs> see, that's what I feel too, man. I love it. I love it so much being pop one. It's oh. amazing. It's it's oh. nice. It kind of helps you. Okay, so sometimes it helps you value a card, but sometimes, like if you're, basically, I grade crazy things, right? Like I grade everything. Like I, some people have a like a value threshold they have to find on a card before they'll send it in. Like, you know, oh, that's not a fifty dollar card. Why would I get it graded? Well, I love the look of a graded card. I like yeah. to have. I want that next level touch on my collection yeah so yeah. i do it but you know like i was telling noran earlier i get a lot of messages from people saying you know you paid x amount of dollars to grade a 10 cent card like why would you do that why not well <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you know a 10 so, cent card to one person could be the crown jewels to another right but so yeah. i end up with a lot of pop one cards <laughs> Because I'm the only one that's sending those in. Right, I gotcha. But that, when though. it's interesting, I think when that's the most helpful is when you have a like a PSA nine, and you can see okay, it's a pop twenty with like one ten. So you can kind of gauge like okay, people are oh, are maybe. trying to get this card graded, um, but only one of them's gotten through so far. So maybe it's you know like the ninety two masterpiece those etched those foil etched cards. You know maybe it's condition sensitive. You know yeah. so. You can kind of gauge like, okay, this one's a little harder to get through. Interesting. This might be worth trying to get the grade or like yeah. I do it for, um, I do it for when I buy things. So like if I'm wanting a graded card, like right now I'm on the hunt for something. I shouldn't say it out loud because of course then it'll fi come find me and then I'll have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> a first edition um, base uh, Dratini from Pokemon from the 1990s. Oh, no, you need to put that out there. You need to put that on your Instagram story and blast it out I there. Know. So I need you. to. I got to hit people up. The 1999. I have no idea what you're talking about now, by the way. You didn't do Pokemon, <laughs> did you? Did you ever yeah. do Pokemon? No. Okay. Well, I collect Pokemon here and there. And, you know, I have a small, small collect, very small collection. But, like, I'm trying to shoot for a 1999 Dratini first edition. But they've been going up in price, the bases. So, for instance, maybe there's, what, like, over... 100 or 200 of the nines mm -hmm. out there and maybe only like 127 of the tens or some crazy number like that you know if i see that the nine is pretty low and the 10 is pretty low i'll be like well then i can jump from a nine to a 10 when i re when i resell to get money for the 10 so like that's how i do it sometimes i look at the green i'm like all right if i do invest money on the nine then i can eventually sell the nine to get the 10 you know what I mean? Kind of like what you would do with comic books, like when you're trying to reach a 9.8, right? You would kind of like jump your grades accordingly, especially if yeah. you're doing first appearances or any big books, things like that. The only the only time that gets kind of wonky is like if we stick with the Pokemon example, if you were like looking for a Charizard and you'll see like a ton of nines and less tens. And part of it is just that people are cracking those nines out and sending them again <sighs> to try to get the 10. So it kind of artificially inflates the numbers a little bit if they don't return okay. the flip. Yeah. See, I was trying to figure that out because I, I did see the, the the numbers spiking on certain things. And I was kind of, oh, okay. So that makes a lot more sense now. All right. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to Ian, I can tell. Poor Ian. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone. I've got, you've, given, you've given me what's professionally known in the 
traders, Forrest Whitaker squint. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's probably the least PC thing I've said on the podcast. So we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so, so you send them in, you get them back. And how often are you on the money when you think you're going to get a 10? I would say I'm in the... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to flex here, but I think I'm pretty good. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's fine. Fine. We'll I like that. We'll take it. I don't want to put a number on it. That's good though. You kind of have to be right. You train your eye to do it too. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, your eye is really good. I've shown you things through picks, and I've seen you grade, and I've seen like things that you submitted and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, she notices everything. That's crazy. <laughs> It helps to be well. I think you you guys would be good at it too. I mean, you, it just you have to be particular, and part of it, part, like for it's easier for me with cards. Like when I look at, I occasionally look at cards for other people. I don't I don't do it a lot, um, but when I do, it's a little bit easier because I don't. Ha- this is going to sound weird, but I'm not like emotionally invested in that card. You know, mm-hmm. grading a ten. Mm-hmm. So like when I get a bull, sometimes like I'll get a bullseye card. And it's one that I don't have graded. And I'm like, oh, it probably could go a nine. Where normally I would just be like, I'm not grading this. You know, like I'm. You're holding out for hope. I have an investment in like, oh, I really want this to be that great. And so I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that. Like it's got a binder dent, you know, or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, binder dents. That thing scares me so much. That's why I don't do binders the binders in, in group when i see binder pictures i get so nervous i know ian loves binders and i love here's the thing oh. i love the aesthetic of binders i love the idea of a binder i love seeing my cards in a binder i really do and i've played around with many different options of putting my collection in binders but man i can't yeah. i can't do it i can't do it and i know it's fine ian's collection is pristine but i don't know why i can't do it you have great no, stuff. You know, no, you know he's well, I don't know about Christine. Yeah, I am careful with them, but also it's like oh, I don't really care. I'm happy to own them. So you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah that's yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But for for me, you know, it's it, I'm I'm at a very interesting point where I do now want to go back and get some of the key base cards from from Cat, um, specifically Marvel Universe 1990, um, in you know ten. You know, um, or you know, me jotting that down. I don't mind if they're nice. What I find interesting is is what is the difference? So you've got a nine here, and it says mint, and you've got a ten, and it says gem mint. Why do they make that distinction? I'm just curious. Uh, I could read you from the PSA website exactly. Um, I suppose I could have done this myself if I talked to. No, Dr. no, 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 Google, no. I'm just, I'm just curious. Just, just because I know. Question. I know I'm going to goof something on that, but mm. <laughs> so, I mean, a nine is still a mint card. I think, I actually think all the way down to seven is technically still a mint card. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, that's right. Which is vexing to me because I feel like when someone tells me that something's mint and they send me a seven, oh, is a seven, a seven's going to have like some stock missing from the corners. Um, you know, the centering, some could of be, that edge wear a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. We're losing Ian again. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay. with you on that one. Yeah. There's a lot of um, edge wear. Um, so a nine is really close. It's just not yeah. um, like there might be one touched corner. Okay. 
That's interesting. The, yeah, um, that's what I do too. I mean, that's how I always gauge it. When I look at my stuff and I'm like, because I, I was lucky enough to get someone else's surfer collection, which I was telling Amanda earlier, and I was lucky enough to do that. So I had like some cards to look through and to d- make decisions on what was better quality. And yeah, for me, it's like, I'm always, I'm always like my whole collection is probably between no damage to one little corner or one little edge wear. Like, you know what I mean? Like even one spec, like if you look at Pokemon cards, for instance, they have a very yellow border uniformly, a uh, blue border. Corners. Yes. Rounded corners. I mean, on the front it's yellow on the back, it's blue. You can see when there's white there and you can yeah. see that you like it clicks, you know it immediately. Wow. Um, okay. And magic's pretty similar as well yeah. because you have black on black, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you can, you can spot it, you can spot it and you can know it, but with non-sport and Marvel, particularly cards that change design and art from back and forward and they don't have that uniform border. Yeah. It gets trickier. It gets trickier because then you're making decisions. Like, for instance, we talked about this before in uh, the 1990 holograms, you know, from Marvel Universe Series 1. Those yeah. are like... Yeah, those are tough. The centering on those sometimes is terrible. Terrible. And even the hologram centering. Like, Surfer has such a huge name on there and it says TM, you know, for trademark or whatever, yeah. obviously. Sometimes that TM is cut off because the hologram... The oh, the actual hologram off. itself is miscentered. Oh. Yeah. So I know a lot of people don't look at it like that, but that's yeah. the psychoticness when you live with it. Um, so like seeing it there, you know, really you're looking at the hologram sitting in the white and you have enough of the white at the top equal on the bottom, equal right. on the sides, right? Usually it's yeah. either the bottom's too cut off or one side is really cut off. But mm-hmm. you hardly ever get it equal around all sides, at least yeah. at least from my experience. I've seen a few now and it's kind of tough to spot. I mean, I don't really find too many that do that, that are was centered. Other um, Was it the X-Men? Was it Series 1 that had the holograms that had the full... They're full-bleed yes. holograms. They come all the way to the edges. Um, but frequently those have roller marks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like, so you never know coming out of the pack what issues a card's gonna have. No, because it could have been on the on the on the sheet. It could have been messed up. Um, you could have you know packs sitting on packs. You can have. I know there's a really cool thing that happens to some Pokemon cards where the ruffles of the pack get imprinted on the card yeah. or something like that. Clint, yeah. is it called? Crimping, crimping or something like that? I'm not sure, but one of the things I'm kind of excited about that I saw on a video, I think it was a video from CGC, is they're leaning more towards having specialized graders and researchers for their different divisions. That's so smart. I don't know how, if you've had any magic cards, but initially, like with Legends, I cracked a ton of Legends and... I think I had some beta, a lot of beta at one time, but some of the cards have a have a flip up in the corner. Yes, like, I saw it's this. A little pinch, and it's it's a manufactured. They came straight out from the company like that, and you know PSA might be a little more inclined to knock that down. Where it seems like CGC is trying to specialize and focus more, and like no, that's that's a from the manufacturer issue. You've so that's going to be kind of in the in the field at which it sits. You can't Smart. have. Um, there's a movie magazine in the UK that that don't try and uh, judge a movie that's a blockbuster movie um, versus a Citizen Kane or or mm-hmm. Schindler's List. You know they do very much try and approach them in their own kind of lane, if you like. Yeah, um, which that's seems exciting. to be the fairest way to appraise something. So, so yeah, it would it would kind of make more sense that they wouldn't approach a masterpieces ninety five in the same way they would have Magic the Gathering, in the mm-hmm. same way they would. Um, 
um, a Panini uh, Don Russ card, you know, right, for right. NFL, um, which which makes perfect sense. Um, what's the lowest grade you've ever had back? Ooh, good question. Mm. Okay, only, only because you two are my favorites. Oh, I will, I will confess oh, to getting back a five. Oh my God! Because, How dare you? Because <laughs> I was in a super rush to get the sub in, and it was a binder dent. Oh, it was damn, a binder dent, but I just circle. I didn't I didn't pay enough attention to the surface of the card, and it got through. I mean, it looks fantastic oh. in a holder. It looks great. Like I, yeah, I, I, I Pokemon fives or any kind of hard to find card that's a five from a binder dent. I'm still it still sells because it's there are legit people who don't care about the grade, but so much. Yeah. But they do like how a card presents when it's graded. And so the eye appeal was still fantastic on that card because it didn't break the color. So. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Present beautifully. Now, what I find interesting is that you've got the. um, So I've got two here that came from you, uh, one that I purchased and one that you very kindly added in as a, as a gift. So I thank can't you. let you have uh, your only graded card be a nine. I had to send you a 10. Oh, bless <laughs> you. No, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Um, so, and just cause I, I saw it come up on your Instagram feed cause you, you, so not so much recently, but you used to sort of put cards up for sale on your Instagram feed and, and it would be kind of first to claim. And I saw this X-Men archives card and I just really liked the way it looked. Mm-hmm. And for me, that kind of just, as I, we were talking about the other day, it just kind of came alive so nice. on the, because it, because it was in its own frame, it was separate from mm-hmm. the set. You wouldn't normally look at this card in and of itself as anything special, yeah. but when you take it out and put it in its own mm-hmm. context, um, yeah, I just, I just thought, you know what? I really like that, and that I would be happy to display. Now, this plus the the black cap, they're in their kind of plastic frames. I, I really like that they're, they're very light, obviously, but you've got them in a kind of a, a sleeve, which mm-hmm. is uh, sealed. So, so, talk to me about why they, why they, you put them in there because I'm guessing they don't come in those, or do they come? They in do those? not. I, no, they don't. No, I put them in there because the cases actually scratch fairly easy. Okay. That's cool. And um, I don't like that. It's distracting to me. Same. Makes sense. It makes absolutely perfect sense. I'm the same. I, I Less so now, but I got really into collecting Blu-ray steelbooks about five years ago. Um, oh, that's cool. And some of those are worth hundreds, you know, especially the grails, you know, some of the earlier ones. Um, and you get these special steelbook sleeves. You put them in because once you take them out of the shrink wrap, mm. um, you can. And a lot of people collect them and never open them, literally. Yeah. And will buy multiple copies of the same movie in different steelbook editions that come out with different slip cases or different effects on the outer case or whatever. And it's it's an absolutely crazy scene. But you get these sleeves that you put them in because steelbooks are very very easily scratched. Oh, dented. are they? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, very much so. One of the big things a few years ago, there was a particular um, company in the UK that that, that that had exclusive steelbooks that it brought out 
arrangement with the studio. And at the end of the day, Steelbook is a way for the cinema, the, the movie distributor, to sell the same, sell, same, sell the same film to a customer right. multiple times. You mm-hmm. know, because they might have had it on DVD, then they had it on Blu-ray, then they've had it on 4K Ultra HD, like a parallel DVD, set or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's the same movie, so they're just they're just finding ways to maximise and monetize their back catalogue. So Steelbooks are just another way of doing that. But um, you um, you get these sleeves and you put them in and it just, just keeps them safe because I like to open and watch the films. Mm-hmm. So I bought some Steelbook sleeves and last night I, we watched La La Land for the second time and mm-hmm. um, I had the Steelbook so I cracked it open as soon as I cracked it open. And sometimes on the outer of the shrink wrap there's a sticker that says yeah. that it's a certain special edition or it's only available at HMV or whatever and you take that off and common form for a lot of people is to put that on the inside of the case so that it stays with. So you don't just bin it with a shrink wrap that went around oh, the other wow. thing. Smart. So it's a really high thing. <laughs> and then you put it into a, into like a similar kind of sleeve, I guess, similar to a comic bag. So it's very interesting that there's a parallel, you know, with that. Yeah, that is thing. interesting. That's like you weirdos uh, that collect deep pack wrappers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so this one company, there was a whole spate of like, it's really difficult to find a casino, not a casino, well, a Skyfall UK steelbook without a slash mark on the spine from where someone's taken a box cutter and gone like that. Oh, and so wow. it's across the whole spine of 50% of the product. Huh. Because the manufacturers didn't put a buffer in there. Yeah, so, they yeah. missed putting something there. Wow. <laughs> So that yeah, one anyway. guy or so one. So there's a thing. There's a, there's a thing. Wow, there's um, there's something to chase no matter what you collect. I know exactly. So uh-huh. I still don't have. I mean, I'm happy with my 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 still book of Skyfall, but it does have a spine slash. <laughs> that so, was yeah. my quarantine goal was to watch all the James Bond movies, and <laughs> yeah, I I did make it through. You did make it through. <laughs> uh, no. Where did you get to? I got to one that took place. Mostly in Japan. Um, it was still Sean Connery. Oh, um, uh, um, I'm going to be pill, pill, tarred and feathered for not knowing this by a few of my friends. I know the one you mean. Um, <laughs> I can't think oh, of gosh. Name. It's not from Russia that. with Love. No, uh, that one was something, though. Those movies didn't age very well from the female perspective. Uh, <laughs> even, even the Pierce Brosnan ones haven't. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Halle Berry yeah, tried, but you know. Um, well, who anyway, was, who was in 07? She played Jean Grey in X Men. I love her. She has such a good Anna look. Anna Jansen. Oh yeah, uh, she was She's in. She's uh, great. Oh, she was Xenia on a top was her character name. So clever. That's, that's deep cut. Good work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm very familiar with that. He pulled film. that right now, didn't he? Did yeah. That was fast, Ian. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm very. I've seen that film about. 30 times I loved it I saw it at the cinema when it came out and people were clapping and cheering it was the first Bond movie in cinemas for like 7 years yeah it was yeah 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 it and was a big deal people were ready for it and I saw it at the yeah. Odeon Leicester Square first night of release and full house and people were clapping and cheering and English audiences don't do that in the cinema and it's commonplace in America oh really but English audiences are very reserved but no the, the place went nuts um uh, I, I, I digress massively. Um, so, so you've you mentioned earlier on. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of people say, <sighs> "Okay." So first of all, you got plates. Now, some people do 
send plates in and it is i guess it's on a similar tangent to the whole okay you've got to take something in the context of what it is mm-hmm. it sounds to me like psa maybe wouldn't do this but a plate is by its nature has been through a production process so what's your thoughts on grading of plates do you do it much have you seen people I do. do it yeah I, I send in all my plates Ooh, okay. i actually have a I have the Moon Knight rainbow at PSA right now from 2019 or from 19th Marvel Annual. Yes. I managed to track all four of those down. So I sent them in. Um, So they only authenticate them, though. They don't grade them because they have been through a process. Yes. See, that's smart. Like for me, they do do kind of there is a there is a kind of a level where they acknowledge it's something different. Then, Yeah. They'll say, yes, this is the actual this is the real printing plate and they'll slab it but they won't grade it. Uh, in a similar way, I think CGC do that with signed comics. If they haven't witnessed it, they'll authenticate that it's been signed, but they won't. Am I right. reading it right? There are different color I labels for comics. I think that's I right. Think. Cause, yeah. Cause I'm sending in um, like, here's one I'm sending in. It's they're white on the back um, signed on the front uh, magic, the gathering oh. artist proof cards. Oh, okay. So because cool. they're they come from the artist signed already, so because they're not witnessing the signature, they're going to give it that different flip color with a designation that it's an unwitnessed signature. I'll be there. I'll be but they'll still grade the card. So what if what if you have? And I know this is a tangent, so sorry everybody. But uh, there are cards that come pack that have signatures on them. So will they just grade those? They won't. So for instance, like. Like QFX, Marvel QFX, right? And uh, I think it's 98 or 97, I think it's the year, right? They have cards that were pack inserted, about 35 each, I believe, who, that are matted, but signed by Joe, um, who did the full set. So because they weren't there for the signature, but it's pack inserted, that's not necessarily an authentic that's actually a grading I, the card, right? I'm not, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with CGC how they're going to grade those. Um, yeah. I, I know for PSA, they'll go back to, I want to say 1991, anything pack inserted. They don't, Ooh. they're going to, they'll grade it out. Um, I think it's 1991, the current, you don't have to ask for a separate authentication for the signature. Oh, interesting. They're going uh, cool. to cool. cool. like agree that that was pack inserted. Have you love that? So here's a question. Some, some of the, and I'm pretty sure the answer is no on this, but it would be so cool if they did. Some of the Marvel Beginnings cards and some other upper deck cards have a COA with them. Mm-hmm. They have a corresponding serial number that goes on to the – there's a sticker on the card that's been signed. Um, what if you send one of those in for grading because it's two cards? Do they do a I, double? I thing? have. Um, so I got back the graded – the main the autograph card was graded, um, and then they just sent back the the certificate in a – back in the top loader That's uh, well and i you know i didn't push back on that so that might be yeah. something we're following up on just but to see could just do a double like that mm-hmm. that would be so good yeah just, yeah the sorry. size would I've be completely different disappeared. There we go. You disappeared. <laughs> like a double hinge graded thing yeah you know well, it doesn't have to be hinged yeah I mean, it could just be one slab yeah. yeah that's true i mean you could playbook it if you did it right, you no, no, have I, it so I, that yeah, it's a playbook. Um, but I, I find that interesting because obviously with them, with sports cards, and I've, I only own one of these, and it, it's a beautiful thing. But it's very similar to the Marvel Premier double booklets where they're hinged in the middle. They do playbooks where it opens out like that, so you might have a piece of um, 
a game worn kit on that side and a signature mm. on the other side or something like that. And I've only got, like I said, I've only got one. It's absolutely beautiful, and really high end. And so, obviously, the non-sport. So Premier is a prime example, and Jambalaya's, of course, are a prime example. Is where they've taken a card that exists in the sports world and ported it into non-sports. In this case, Marvel. So uh, the playbook. Um, apparently aren't, aren't a new thing. They're new to me, but they're not a new thing. They've been done for quite a while. There's a series called Panini Playbook for NFL that comes out every year. Um, and um, I can't. I find it hard to believe, given how many sports cars are graded, because I know that's a really big deal, grading sports mm-hmm. cars, yeah, especially if they go back decades and decades and decades. You know, you've got 30s, 40s, 50s baseball cards where grading is absolutely everything. And that is also about preservation because they're of a certain age Um, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't have come up with something that would actually grade a two panel thing like that given that's the the lion's share of their business is sports Mm. I just it's interesting but maybe. I think that is interesting because I wonder if they already have that for the sports side since they do that already. I don't there. know. Yeah. That's what I was just I was just looking right now to see if I could find that. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is with the playbooks, of course, they are joined in the middle. Well, you know, what I'm talking about is a separate card that authenticates the main card. So oh, I see. On, you know, uh, so Marvel Beginnings, you have that separate card. Yeah. So so now yeah. so now I have to keep both of them together because yeah. I mean, if I sell that, te- like I can't remember what it was. It was. It was it was an autograph card, but it had the separate the separate COA, and I know I've got them together somewhere. But I would assume whoever buys that card is going to want that COA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I should should push back on that. Um, But yeah, I think they're missing a trick there. Personally, Um, I wanted to ask because it just occurred to me while you were talking is you've got one thing where it's a pack inserted card and there's the misconception that it can come out and it can be 10 if you just you know hold it with a pair of tweezers and put it mm-hmm. in probably not tweezers because they'll cut <laughs> yeah, to the surface of the card um, but um, if it's e-pack then it might be a new card but it's been in a warehouse mm-hmm. it's been handled and sorted yes. the order's been packed and come out so have you seen a difference from that process in terms of I have I was gonna find one of my latest babies here they're all weekly for example is (laughs) yes oh my gosh I am so I finally got some graded um that was kind of a battle with PSA um one of the downsides I'm a big PSA fan one of the downsides is that as this non-sports collector we're kind of also's you know they're a sports card company yeah. but they yeah, also yeah. grade they also do us the favor of grading our cards um so there was a lot of back and forth to get them to grade the weeklies but they finally did ah my daredevil yay Whoa. so excited that awesome so but it is a nine and i think i'm going to be happy with nines on this set because there is so much handling on these cards that's going on before they get to me Wow. So I think between EPAC, the ComC, although I was going to show you and I don't know where it's at, but I did get back. Oh, here it is. Oh, my! this is my current favorite baby. Cool. This Yay. Is my, this is my. Oh, beautiful. Ooh. So what, what so Amanda's tense, holding up. We'll put pictures of these possible. on the tasting notes, by the way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, 
So my one of my current, because like I said, I'm really fickle, but Pancake got me super into this Captain America 75th anniversary set. Mm. And it, it had three parallels. It had the, the red numbered two. Oh, gosh. This is where someone's going to um actually me. I'm going to say. <laughs> um, actually. It, it was numbered. It was numbered. <laughs> it was numbered, right? That. So there was a white version and then there was a blue version. And the blue version are numbered out of 10. So this is serial number one of 10. And it actually came back a 10. It looked really nice when I got wow. it. Oh. I thought it would 10. And it did. And I'm super excited because, like I was saying, the, there is a lot of, it seems like a lot of handling that goes on. It's the downside of EPACs to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is possible. 10s are possible. I'm getting a nice amount of 9s um, from EPAC cards. There's a lot of series. Like I said, um, I'm definitely putting the weekly together for myself. I I was going to settle for eights, but it seems like maybe nines are possible. So, okay. gosh, I'll wow. just have to keep buying them until I get them. Bummer. <laughs> interesting. interesting. No, well, there's I'm, an um... interesting thing on EPAC that I was noticing. Um, so, like, some of the cards that you can deem, like if you look at Flare Ultra Spider-Man, right? Some of the cards that you can redeem and make into silvers or rainbows and all this other stuff that we've, token, we've spoken about on this show before, they use stock photos. Yes. It makes so, it really difficult. Well, they Yeah, the well, stuff that... Right. Um, yeah, the ones that are sent in by other collectors, especially if it's gone to auction at any point, has a super sharp photo. You can easily just... You can't tell for surface wear, but you can like at least eliminate quarter issues, centering issues. Yes. And it seems like ComC is trying to kind of get a little more integrating. They're starting... To, I'm, I'm seeing more and more like, oh, this card has surface wear, you know. I've seen like, some graded cards on there. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can send, send them to them in. Great, Yeah, right? I sent yeah. some in to try it out. Um, I sent in a bunch of My Little Ponies. <laughs> hey, <laughs> My Little Pony, yes! Yeah, and oh. they've They've sold, so wow, it's kind of nice. It's nice to have someone else take care of the the shipping and the handling and all that for you. Yeah, yeah. There's a brony in each of and every one of us. Um, no, I'm I'm the Marvel. Oh my gosh, look at that! Oh, what That's is Night- that? Richard. Nightmare Moon. What is that? Nightmare Moon and Cutie oh. Pie. So my so, favorite and my wife's favorite. Oh my so, gosh, you yeah. would like the mean one. I think it's a mean one. Nightmare Moon has her own little thing, I would argue. But yeah, they did the Day of the Dead type of thing. But yeah, like, you know, the series, what was the series? Whatever, man. You're <laughs> you're missing out, bro. Uh, I think Lord he and I House? would have to be nerds and go for rarity. Rarity. Think, well, that's I my wife. Rarity favorite. would be our pony. My wife loves rarity. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Good stuff. Well, it's actually okay. So here's the thing, right? Like my little, so yeah, I'm not. Def- you know what? Whatever. Okay. It was. It came at a time we were watching the cartoon, Lauren Faust's, uh, Lauren Faust's My Little Pony series. It is a very good show. It was well written. That is not a bad cartoon at all. It like holds up there with like Steven Universe, Hilda, Gravity Falls. You know what? I've never heard of any of those things. I've never heard of any of those things. Well, you don't know good things then, sir, because it is amazing. Okay. Ren Ren and Stimpy season one. Fight me. (laughs) Ren and Stimpy's great. Rugrats. Season one. Season one, Ren and Stimpy's good. Ian needs a character that eats kitty litter to enjoy animation. See, that's that's just his taste level. That's I get it. That's just where it is. 
<laughs> well, there you go, Amanda. I showed you my yeah, my little pony card and lost <laughs> all my street cred. So, just so you and Ian know what's just happened here. But there'll be pictures of those. On, there'll be pitch, There'll be reluctant pictures of that on the tasting notes as well. If you're good looking cards, Sarah sure. Richard. Go ahead so and put that card down. It's it's um uh, uh, anyway. I was going to ask. So um, not not ask. Just comment really. Um, Marvel eightieth course had a number of different black cats in it um so i might yeah i'll wait and see that set is still sat in my transfer cart and there's i'm a lot having of a terrible time with those really mm-hmm. uh, yeah the edges for some reason are real chippy on those could have just been the how they were made or printed i don't know anyway have they have they gone kind of like a heritage stock on some of the retro ones yes those are nice i love those ah okay like obviously i haven't had any in hand so oh at all no well you no. know i'm in the uk and everything's shut down now but even if i did want to get it shipped it'd be quite expensive because it's quite oh. a big set so um i think a lot of my collection will be stored in 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 that warehouse for the foreseeable future which is quite frustrating um but it is what it is um i have here in my hand something that i bought off ebay a while ago actually knowing this might have even come through your hands which is why you're I welcome yeah, hey, <laughs> I mentioned GMA grading, whoever they are, um, and they've actually graded a sketch card. Mm-hmm. The reason why. Now, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say, why would you grade a sketch card? Because they're into grading cards and even plates, but they just don't get the grading of sketch cards. And I guess they've got a point because it's by virtue of what it is, it's been handled a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's been, you know, it's it was a blank canvas, and and then it's been, you know, and I guess that's been handled quite a bit because it would have been sent, even as a black canvas, it would have been sorted, counted, sent to the artist, got to the artist, they do their thing, they lay them all out, they paint them, draw them, whatever they do with them, um, then they pack them, then they send them back, then they all go and get scanned, if it's you know, especially now, um, mm-hmm. and. Then they get put into packs or maybe not get put in. It's, it's a crazy old journey they go on. I mean, this is obviously not a com- com- company that you rate. It's got a six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know if they go up to wow, ten. Wow, how bad is that card? Oh, it looks okay to me, but it's uh, a sketch card. So see, hmm. I, it's, in, uh, it's going on? Sketch, everything go. about sketch cards. Absolutely everything about sketch cards is subjective and opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Every yes. everything about them. It's a nice sketch, but put but it this way, I, I oh. don't I don't want to keep it in its sleeve. I actually want no, to crack, crack it. it. Oh no, yeah, you can. That's not PSA. You can crack it out. I won't cry. No, well, let's do it on camera. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't got any but, tools. I wouldn't even know how to. I actually think that that's part of the charm of the sketch card. Is like yes. I don't I don't need it to be pristine. I know I mean, I that, see the core, that the artist it? has yeah. had it. Yes. But, yeah, I want to see know, that because sometimes on the back of the sketch cards you get like paint smudges or yeah, like thumbprints. That's completely Don't part of the charm of my the towel card. Hanging up. I agree. Um, just turn my background off so you can see this card. But I, uh, I do. I know that PSA stopped grading because I, you guys remember back in '07 with the oh, there we go. He's in the restroom. <laughs> uh, oh, that's really so pretty. It's, it's actually a nice sketch. You know, that's cool. it, it was it was pretty cheap. You got definitely a good sketch card for sure. Yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know. See, I like them being handled. I think that's the. Ch- I think it's like. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I absolutely do too. These guys. The you concern, wouldn't grade original I, art. 
at least the last time I spoke with someone at PSA was that remember in 07, the masterpiece cards, a lot of them were actual sketches. They were actual pencil yes. sketches. Yes. And yeah. then people were going back to the artists and having them colored and inked. Aftermarket. Yeah. And so they had no way because there weren't scans of all the cards. And frankly, I think they just weren't going to put in the work for the cards that did have official scans to -hmm. confirm that that card had been unaltered since it had been pack pulled. So, yeah. And that's a huge problem for collectors now because there are a couple of pieces on eBay right now that are aftermarket colored touch up. And I've looked at them and I was like, oh, it's really nice. And I had to ask another friend who has that knowledge and be like, yo, what do you think about this? Is like, don't touch it. That's AM. Yeah. Yeah, you know I, mean, mean? yeah. I mean, it's clear when, like, if you see, like, a, like, I think there was a Liefeld 07 masterpiece sketch, and it's like, yes. oh, well, wow. you know, he wasn't on the set, so you know, that's not, it's that's not legit. Yeah. That's not pack. Yeah. Because a lot of the, because the Marvel masterpiece 07s, and I believe the 08 was the same way, if they were AP, they were had a red top border, not yeah. the, Blue, brown, and green, right? So it's blue for 07, uh, brown for Series A, 08, and then uh, 08, B. Yes, like that's that's I an artist proof card. I never noticed that. Yeah. So like yeah. It, it does say artist proof on, on it, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. I never yeah. noticed color. the color difference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I noticed about it, too, because artist proof is set on the bottom of the card. Yes. But, mm-hmm. yeah, those red ones are, are nice. I always try to look for blanks on those, but, you know, you don't come across them very often. No, you don't. You don't. I've got one aftermarket, but it was uh, Tony Perna. Here's that black cat that I mentioned before. Oh, but that's but it's, it's awesome. him who colored oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's... You know, and he's actually signed it and said. I wouldn't um, mind having an aftermarket if, you know. Mr. Sinkevich, no. can you please aftermarket this card for me? You know. Yes. Of we'll course. have a word. We'll have a word. We'll, we'll see what it says. <laughs> um, so, on your, um, so on your, on your, you, your content on Instagram is brilliant. I just love the way you frame it. I love the way you photograph it. Oh, thank it. you. I feel um, spammy I the, sometimes. No, I love no, the time that you take. Know. You put a lot of care into creating that content, and it shows. Um, and it really actually shows off your brand. What one thing I will say is, when I got these cards from you, you put in all sorts. You put in this graded game a sticker. Was it a sticker or magnet thing? I've got stickers and I magnets. Love, and pens. I love that you do all that. Bump. We, we, we're, it's we're, on my fridge. I have one on my fridge. Oh, no joke. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, we want to get some of that stuff together for the podcast, actually. But uh, okay, I'll it's, send you guys the link to who I use. Money. Oh, please, please do. do that. That's please perfect. Do. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Because okay. I've started playing with. Um, I want to get some postcards made so that we can, um, put, so that I can include them when I post. Uh, do actual physical trades with people who knew yeah. sending yeah. them through the mail um, that kind of thing um, it's nice like I'm selling a bunch of stuff on, on Mercari are you guys using Mercari at all uh, uh, no not yet yeah, yeah. 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 so I'm well, stuffing merch those. table I'm familiar with but um, okay. I'll look at any options really quite frankly um, we've been wanting to do t-shirts for the best part of a year now we've got the designs we just haven't done anything you know to oh, get them going wow. so, that's cool. um, yeah so yeah, they're really yeah. cool. Actually, they work really well when they're done. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, so obviously you you're into bullseye. What's your what's your kind of holy grail on the bullseye mm-hmm. front? Ooh. What are you after? The big question. That's tough. So right now, I'm super into original art, published comic art. Um, I have a page that I'm super excited about right now from Old Man Logan 40 40 something 
it's I just love this page. Um, oh. Super stoked to get it. But you know, like everyone's out of the country, so I'm waiting for it to come from Argentina. Oh. So oh. hopefully it's here soon. But Card- I love original art, man. So uh, good. I don't know if I have a Grail card wise. I have so many base cards I've just put off getting that I need to just take the time and pick all this up. I'm the same, yeah. Like I just see it so frequently that I'm like, okay, I'll get that one later. And then I know, you know, it'll dry up and I'll be out of luck. I did, (laughs) I did courtesy of, I can't remember if Kevin told me about it or JD told me about it, but I did get the, um, the Ruby version of god what set was that which there's three rubies so it's either a 75th 75th what's the uh, what's the blue surfer you showed me the blue remember um you're looking for the diamond version of it is that that bastard yeah so like this diamond i have here which is 75th okay it's not that one Okay, so then it's maybe. So I promise everyone listening, I really know cards. Oh yeah, okay. Amanda is legit. There's quite a lot to keep up on. Yeah, please. I don't even know it all, and I run a show with Ian. Um, this guy we have as well. Nope, it wasn't that one. I'm terrible. Uh, Anyhow, one. I was oh. apparently. Oh, it's um. I think they were only available in the archive boxes. Does that ring a bell? It was a red oh, yes. set. Yes. When you have those yeah, when you have those red parallels, most of the time they're like a full the, set and they're the same shape. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah. Well someone nice. broke up a set and I grabbed that bullseye real quick. So Oh nice. They're, they're hard that. to find, man. It took me a while to get that red set. I have all my surfer reds now, but that was that was a nightmare to find. I had to actually I think I did this with JD or somebody. I think Ian was there too, but Ian, I think Ian you already had a black hat or something. But I blo- I broke up. Oh. That's what it was. The battle the greatest battle one. Ah. Uh, oh, had, that's cool. Yeah. I had to buy the whole set. Oh, did you really? And then I broke it up and then I found the gold, which is numbered nice. out of 75. This was a nightmare to find. What a those, headache. Those these are all coming. Grade. These are horrible grades. These are not yeah. in good condition at no, all. Their edge wear is gone. Yeah, they come that way. Those are going to be tough. No, never. Those, so those that's are one of the things. I just love them for what they are. Flaws and yeah. all. Exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 look at it. that's probably getting serious about being a character collector has really brought me down as far as like normally I just grade for tens. Like if I'm good. If I'm pretty sure I'm gonna just grading this card to resell, I'm always gonna want a ten. But mm-hmm. with the bullseye stuff, I'm starting to like, you know, an eight is still a mint card. It's okay, yeah. you know. It's enough to own so. it a lot of the time. It really is. Um, do you, um, um, in terms of, oh, my train of thought has left the station. Um, in terms of thick cards, you mentioned you you're not keen on them. Is that because they they just attract more dings and knocks yeah. and damage? Yeah. Yeah, it's completely grading based. All right. Wow. Okay, okay. See, I love the feel of the premium stock, but I've always wondered that because I was like, I'm surprised they do so terrible on grading. Like, because like, I mean, I've never seen one clean. Like I have tons of the thicker ones and it's a nightmare to find one super clean. Yeah. Like I think, I think the spot rainbow I have, either the web or the base one is actually 
maybe close to a 10, even though I'm sure I'm wrong because my eye's not as clean as yours. But well, like, you'll get there. I'll get you there. I'll get there. I'll get there one day. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it. And it's pretty close to a 10, but I never see those things clean. And mm-hmm. I know people who have 9.5s for the tier four uh, MM16 Ooh, set. Wow. And I'm just like from BGS from uh, from Beckett. And I'm just wow. like, God, man, more power to you, man. I don't know how I'm you did that. Slowly, I'm slowly working my way through the 2016 set trying to get. Oh, that looks cool. I'm trying to get eights. So like this one came back a nine. I was super stoked because I think nines are going to be like the. The top tier. The ceiling on the. I have gotten some tens. They sold really quickly. Um, Someone's trying to put together that set. Yeah. Smart. Kind of thinking I should have kept those, but you know. It is what it is. No, man. You have to pick and choose battles. In a week, I'm not going to want anything that's on my desk right now. So. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't own it all and straight away to the next thing. It's like like a three legged dog in a forest. It's where do you go first? Um, The. so what advice what advice would you give if so, if someone's sitting there thinking I wouldn't mind getting into graded cards what would your what would your advice be what would your top three tips be for someone mm-hmm. who's looking to acquire them not necessarily grade them themselves oh okay or um, or, if, or if, even if there's a difference between the two I guess my advice would be the same buying graded cards as it would be for anyone who's just getting into the hobby in general just just focus on what you can afford because these can get pricey you know and mm-hmm. like it's come up a couple times there's not that huge of a difference between a nine and a ten you know start out start out with nines i think it's helpful to, for people if you know buy a nine and an eight and take a look at them you know and see you can kind of get the hang of what the differences are yeah um, you stumped me on these top three tips. Oh, that's quite all right. If you've just got, if you've got that you. one, I mean, the one, <laughs> one thing. I want, well, actually, we, we we can come back to them if you have any others. So I'm kind of full circling now. So, Noreen, you mentioned a registry. Yes. So what? What? Explain to me what that is, because I think I know what it is, but but. So you this, is, this is barely what I know. So this is okay. barely. Amanda's going to be able to extend oh, on this. Okay. Also, like one of the major tips you mentioned, Amanda, which I'm like obsessed with now, is the cutting of the edge for the penny sleeve oh, when you slip so in your dead. card. I'm that so was dead. wonderful. So that yeah. that's a huge one for me. Hey, here's my dog. There's my boodle. Oh my gosh. Podcast. We're post a picture of him in the tasting notes. She Hello, tried. Buddy. Hang on, I'll take a photo of us all. I'll take a photo. Oh, do it. Hang on a minute. Uh, wait, how do you do this? Hang on a minute. There's, <laughs> there's something on here the way you can do it. Uh, call out. Where is it? I always, I found this by accident the other week, and I can't find it. Take snapshot. Ready? Everyone, smile at the camera. Ready, One, buddy? two, three. There we go. <laughs> Wonderful. You'll all have a copy Perfect. of that, so you can you can. Wow, see. they they want to really make sure I knew you took a picture. Yeah, that's no, I know. <laughs> like, here you I know, did that. which is nice. I, did I think that's that good. The other week by accident when we were um I never realized it was there and I th- there was a button on the screen but it's disappeared now. I had to go and dig for it. But when we were interviewing Ken Baroff, I did that midway through talking to him and it, and everyone was like looking at me really funny. It's like, <laughs> so like, he just took a photo. It was like, Ian was like touching things. Yeah, I was just, oh, I was just like playing around like, with the sky. Okay, party foul, sneaky picture taken guy. And um yeah, yeah so exactly. For the- 
for the registry, basically what it is is that you go to PSA and you can go onto their website and see the pop reports, the auctions, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, okay. But you also have a dashboard, and a place where you can kind of categorize your inventory, your collection. Um, and what you can do eventually is you can say you're going to collect something specifically and you can request from PSA to have that as a checklist registry. So now you will have that list of all those cards in that set. So people do it for sets and stuff like that. But I started doing it for the character collection because I was like, well, this is going to be down the line something, you know, make your own collection, kind of what we talk about here. But that's the base level stuff of what I know. (laughs) Like, you know, that's what I I figured out messing around. Yeah, I try to do that for every. So one of the requirements for the set registry um, and ultimately the set registry, I think, the intent of that is uh, there's a competitive aspect to that. There's rankings, there's uh, awards, Yes. there's yearly awards. Um, I currently own the all-time finest collection of Twilight promos. <laughs> so oh, there's a claim to fame. I win that award every year. Damn. Just not everything that you buy is going to resell, folks. Do <laughs> I actually send you anything? Do, you actually se- do they actually send you an award? No, I just get a little star next to the my oh, okay. next well, to the name of the set. Yeah. I want to see trophies being handed out. That's an unfair. So, They're missing well, so the mark. I, I think every year at um, what's the convention in Chicago? It's the non E two. It's the no. It's a sports. Oh, it's a sports uh, the national some some sporty thing. Uh, um, some sporty thing. <laughs> they do have they do have an awards dinner. Oh really? Um, wow. So, but in order to, and I don't know how it worked for your surfer master set. <laughs> I don't I, either. <laughs> I just requested a master set for Daredevil because I was like, I've got enough cards. So backtracking a little bit. So for the set registry, if they don't have the set listed, like they don't have Marvel Weekly as an option to start a set for. So you have to request it. Right. So you have to give them five cert numbers from that set graded. Like you can't, I can't just go and request like every Marvel set ever because maybe I'm not really going to get around to grading those. And that's a lot of work for them to upload that checklist. So you have to have five. So I recently did, I requested the Marvel Weekly set. Um, I kind of keep track as cards come in. And if I catch like, okay, I've got five of this character or five of the series, I'm going to go ahead and make that request mm-hmm. just to kind of get it going. Cause it's a really long backlog on that. Mm-hmm. So um, my bullseye cards are almost entirely at PSA right now. So I can't start that one yet, but I did have enough to start the daredevil. So I went ahead and gave that one a start. That's, that's awesome. Interesting. Well, that's what I did with mine. Cause I have, I don't tell a lot of people, but like uh, basically since I am doing my whole surfer collection, eventually graded, I have uh, one example from every masterpiece set graded except for 16 for surfer and then i have almost all the marvel universes as well um so once i had you know i started having a stack of them i yeah i did the five certifications and then they kind of let me have it so the only thing i haven't done which they have in there which i had at one point but then i sold (laughs) maybe i should have kept it was the swap cards from like fast food stuff so like surfer had something in oh a while ago but it wasn't the size of a trading card so i was kind of like eh, i kind of gotta have to draw the line somewhere am i just gonna hold on to this and it was a pretty it was amazing to see that that was a 10 um for being something that they used to hand out with fast food at a swap burger yeah. type of thing yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's crazy to see that that, that got a 10, but I had it and I was getting into 16. I was like, oh, I got to drive the lawn somewhere. So I sold it. But um, yeah, that's, that checklist is coming, man. So I'm just going down the line. But yeah, I was surprised they accepted it. I kind of just did it off of a whim. I was like, yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, <laughs> but think, luckily it worked you know, out. The, the competition involved, the set registry drives a lot of sales. Wow, that's really it's cool. On the, on the sports side, it's it's super competitive. So, so they'll they'll as long as we can churn out those certs, they'll they'll add those sets. That's cool. I'm excited for weekly though. I want to I want to crush that weekly registry. I love that set. That's Ian's fault. That's completely Ian's fault that I even started that. That's a hundred percent Ian's fault. And then I bailed and left you all to it this year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of glad that I have. that's oh, a man, great set, was... man. It sells oh, out love, fast. It's super limited. I love limited. everything about it. I love the it format. I love the design. Mm, smart. I'll, it's I'll, a good I'll set. pick one up when it's all said and done this year. I'll just pick one up when it's all said and done. You I killed it though, man. When it first happened, though, you went, you went. I was on it like a tramp on ships, right. my friend. Yeah. Yeah, man. There was no was stopping you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, Amanda, uh, we always have an artist intro on this. Um, and our listeners would have heard it by now, but we have no idea who it is uh, because you are about to choose. So can you see yourselves on the screen? Okay. Oh. You can see yourselves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Marvellous. Can you see? And I'm like, oh, I really little... do my hair today. Hang on a second. <laughs> right. There we go. So there are three very large MP3 files on the screen right now. <laughs> Which door do you choose? And then we will go to their Instagram and enthuse wildly about their work. Okay, let's choose go number with number one, number two, or number three. I choose number one. Marvelous. Okay, let's play it and see who it is. This is exciting. You should be able to hear this. That works really well. Marvelous. Let's try that again. <laughs> this is Jay Peter on its Marvel card artist on Marvel Premiere 2017, Marvel's 80th Infinity War, and other card sets from Upper Deck. You are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with the infamous Ian Taylor and the notorious Norrin Rad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what a trip. Did you hear that okay, Amanda? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's completely bonkers. I can't pronounce his surname properably, even though he just said it. J. J. Peter Annetz, I think is is his name. He's a lovely guy. He's in the group. Yeah, we've yeah, he's a really sweet guy. Um, who has as of now done the artist intro for this episode, and we've been sitting on that for months actually because we've had quite a few interviews. Well, yeah, yeah, we've we've had 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 tons of backlog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for any artists who have submitted one that we haven't used yet, do, do apologies. But when we do the interviews with folk, we very quickly learned it's not a good idea to have an artist on and then have another artist in through that episode. Yeah, it just makes such long <laughs> content and just, yeah. yeah. Just, um, but, but in the process of going to look at his wonderful Instagram feed, I've just opened Instagram and seen that Eric Gist, um, who was on last week as, as we talk, uh, last week's episode, just just got 20k followers on instagram so uh, congratulations eric he's hitting 20k he's really his magic cards are fantastic he is they are aren't they they're so good yeah 
that's so awesome. He's great. What a great. He's dad. a lovely fella. He's a really nice guy. So uh, we love awesome. Eric. But um, but this week we're not blowing smoke up Eric's ass. We're blowing smoke up up Jay's ass. So Jay, <laughs> uh, Peter, Annette's, um let's let's just have a quick look. All right, straight away, Amanda, you're going to love this. He's got a daredevil. I know. I already scoped that out on the top. Look at that. Um, Norin has actually walked away from his desk. I'm um, hopefully he's not that, that okay, much of a, I a daredevil see. fan. But I know I got to scope and see if there's any exciting villains in there that I can't no, see. No, he's he's he's. I love his I love his work. And there's um, there's quite a few cats that go after his stuff in the group as well. Um, see, but process shots, man. He's great. Yeah, Do you love that go. daredevil cover? Look at that warm up sketch. Wow, Electra. That's just a warm up. So that's his. <laughs> If you like Electra. If you like Electra. <laughs> if that's your thing. That's the finish. Are you not keen on Electra? Well, being a Bullseye fan, I'm a little biased. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Wow, you really do take it personally, don't you? <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot. I have the surfer card. I love that. Yes. Thing. Yes. Oh, you do. Moron. How did I mess that up? I don't, yeah, I'm, no idea. But um, Oh, I've seen of, these. He's, yes. yeah, he's, he's in group. He, he is in group, yeah, and he, he was doing um, kind of daily sketches um, kind of towards the beginning of lockdown and just putting them out there. Um, and I have a feeling, Norrin, did you snap that one up? I did. He, I did. Well, he he posted it and he was like, oh, looking to do this. And I just spent tons of money on something. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, do I do this? And then there and it then, is. Look. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The colors on that are fantastic. It almost looks oh, all it's so so good in person yeah so good in person like he killed that sketch of him he really did i love that piece it was so funny because i was looking at it and someone another surfer collector messaged me and he was like hey you know someone did you a surfer right that's actually really good you should get it <laughs> it's like, it i was like oh, okay and then someone else hit me up and i was like nope i'm done here <laughs> let me go pick this up because too many people have been like you need this in your collection i was like yeah that's so true but i love me laugh. there's a network of surfer collectors and they all talk on this secret underground communication network 100 um, um, percent. just out of interest because he's not he's not posted pictures of the back is it on blank stock or is it on yeah personal it look, stock? it's great man it's blank just blank but just like blank oh. it's thick though and it's it's nice it's 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 really cool. really strong stock i mean it was there's super nice some, to do that there's some cracking stuff here i love that i love it uh, that's really cool looking wow uh i just i'm just gonna scroll through i just want to find some of his there's so much stuff on his instagram feed it's brilliant but i just want to scroll oh, look that at that magic. Oh, that oh that blob yeah Blob. We've never creepy. really talked about Rodney on the show, have we? Uh, you know, I don't. I think we've mentioned a couple of times, but yeah. Rodney will be missed one hundred percent. He was great. What an amazing character collector. The yeah. OG character Incredible. collector. Yeah, yeah. He was every time I see the Blob, I think of him. Mm. Me too. And he came quite late to our group, and he was in it for maybe two or three he months did, before he but passed. He made a big splash. Um, he did. Just he killed it. Just a touch. I mean, you know, he made everyone smile with his passion. And yeah, his posts so, were fun. Um, so, nice. yeah, Rodney, Rodney, the number of pieces of work that people were working on, because he was very supportive of artists mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and commissioned a lot of artists to do a lot of work for him. And uh, um, a number of them hadn't finished them. And I think his, is it, is it his niece? I think it was his niece um, collected them. Yeah, has kind of yes. taken over the mantle. 
So uh, she has a great. I mean that that blog collection. It's iconic. Like yeah. I, I I've heard whispers of that collection for years. I mean, and I'm sure yeah. did too. Oh yeah, and, I remember him back on Scoundrel. Yeah, I remember him on Scoundrel. Yeah, and he he meant OG man, OG character collector who went on it hard. I mean he yeah. he had everything. Absolutely, everything, everything, and a really nice guy. And we were we were days off from having him on the podcast as well. We and were. It was so devastating because he wasn't feeling good. And then obviously, you know, but um, Rodney Davis, you will pretty. you will be missed. But that magic, magic really back nice. to Jay, back to Jay's um, sketches here. I love Jay's uh, that, magic. I love one. that magic. There's actually four progress shots here. He's got wow. the very beginning of it, and then you can see it gradually building. And then it's finally finished. Oh no, that's different characters together. So only three. Uh, blink. <laughs> Oops. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it was going to be magic. Turn into blink at the end. Um, but yeah, he's a really <laughs> nice guy. I love him. So Jay, um, thank you for that. There's so much good stuff on his Instagram feed. Um, you can find him by going to the Instagram, and I'm just trying to scroll up to the top so I can read out his handle. Um, and you'll find him at J. Peter Annette, and I'll put this on the tasting notes, but it's J P E T E R A N E T Z. <laughs> Did I get that right? Did you I put too many E's in there? Oh, dear me. Um, Jay, I love your surname. Change it to Smith, and we'll pimp you again. Um, <laughs> oh, Jay. He's a really sweet guy. He's a really sweet guy. He's, but he's, he was really um, hungry going after Marvel 80th comic cuts around the same time as I was. Um, oh, that's right. Sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amanda, did you um, did you ever get in hand? Because I, I had to sell my signed ones because I was you just having did. to You did. You gave me – you sold me my beautiful – Did you get it in hand? – backside. Yeah. Um, uh, it's at PSA right now. Ah, ooh. East. Ah, grading comic cuts. That's an interesting. That's meta because it's a comic <laughs> and they were getting slapped for years. And then it goes to, uh, yeah, that's that's a bit twisty on my head. You've got a grading comic cut. this one. You know, wow. initially, these comic cuts made me so angry. Like, I was so like, oh, why are you cutting up a comic? And, and then, then I you saw, saw the video with Bubby. Oh, right. I okay. love it. I love it so much. I'm. I, I. I know. I know that was a thing for a lot of people, but I love it, man. It's great because the, what they did, and you know, our boy Bubby, 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 um, yeah. was the man cutting them himself originally. Wow. So, um, which was the hilarious. It was the funniest thing in the world because we've been watching that video, like dissecting it, and then it was him, just younger. Yeah, which cracked me up. But like. I think what he was saying on the on the on that show too was that you know you have to understand right when they started that kind of stuff the comic books they were getting were the ones everyone was throwing away so this whole idea now of like cg scene a 4.0 or 0.5 or as terrible missing covers all that kind of crazy stuff that at that at that time those things were like wasn't happening they were just reader copies that just got way too torn so they were in in a way recycling you know what i mean something that was being discarded and then what i found so brilliant about it was that when you put it in a card all of a sudden now you get to appreciate that panel yeah you know at least for me for me it became where i got to see the comic book in a whole different way and it became a collectible thing again you know what i mean like they did that with 80th where they have those things like we're just talking about yeah but you can find ones love the ones that are signed yeah Yeah. 
I might, I don't, that, so, that might be where I draw the line on that. I'm over halfway through the regular ones, but... I don't yeah. know if I'm happy with the artist's face on the card. Is that weird? That's like the first negative thing I've ever said on the show. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, uh. I do and I don't. I do and I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I think I love it because there's a Steranko one and I'm such a smitten kitten. that. Oh, yes. I'm and he's happy. just a cool looking dude. And so He's a great looking dude. I love him. He's amazing. Yeah. Sinkovich mm-hmm. is cool looking as well. Sinkovich looks really cool. Sinkovich has a really good like, you know, Sinkovich when you see Sinkovich. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like that. He's yeah. he's he's on my list of artists to swoon for. He's oh, so David, nice. Along he's with so David nice. Mack. A silly Sinkovich story is oh. I was at a show one time and I had like a grip of posters and I was like on a mission to get them signed. I didn't know for sure who was going to be there. I just kind of had like this poster tube and this is what I take. And if I run into them, fantastic. And he was there and I was so excited. Total like fangirl, like, uh, right. I asked him, I asked him to sign. I don't know if Ian's going to know what this is. There was a Batman one shot Arkham Asylum. Yes. Dave McKeon was the artist on that. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar in my defense art style. Oh, Even though I yes. know full well yes. that he was not the artist on that, I asked him, like, oh, I have my Arkham Asylum poster here. Will you sign it? God, he was so nice. He's like, I'll absolutely sign that for you, even though it is not my art. Oh. And I was like, uh, like I had like this, wait, what? What? Oh, my God. It's not. I know it's not. And then he said something like, maybe I wasn't the only person who had asked him to sign that. I don't know if he was just being very sweet to me, but... That's my story. That's nice. He was very, he was That's very nice. really nice. Yeah. That is really sweet. Well, okay, so it so I got super. So the first time I went to the con was just recently, which oh, I, I, I saw lit. your pictures. Right. So like my embarrassing one. This was this was weird. So the guy who wrote Babylon Five and Silver Surfer Requiem, who I can't pronounce his name, and Jay nailed it. Um, his work in Silver Surfer Requiem is beautiful. And th- that's one of my favorite books ever for the Surfer graphic novel, and it's just gorgeous and five uh, limited five issue type of thing. And I went up to him. It was going to be a huge line. Luckily, I was the first one there. I don't. I just just happened. And then this line of fifty people behind me. I couldn't believe it. They had posters. I mean, it was just it was crazy. Yeah. And I went up to him and I was like, I just want to tell you. You did it justice. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you were so nice. You, you took care of the surfer on his way out. Like it was so well done. I mean, you absolutely killed it. And he looked at me and goes, well, technically I did kill him. And I, uh, I like, I, I was so enamored by him that I didn't laugh at first. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> you may not it was meant to be the joke. But I just kept looking. I was like, right, you're amazing. So, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely done it. And that's where yeah. I met um, our boy Fleming, uh, Tom Fleming. Mm-hmm. Who is really fantastic? He was actually right across from him too. So oh, yes, I, I, I got very speechless as well. <laughs> I, had a, I had a similar one with um, John McRae, the artist on uh, Hitman. Oh, uh, Hitman was so good. I love Hitman. Yeah. That's, that was that's so one of my good. few uh, DC forays. Um, yeah, and along with Starman. Oh, Starman, Starman is beautiful. I love, I love Starman. Starman. Uh, although one thing that annoys me to this day is that they started releasing the omnibuses of them, which I started getting as soft covers, and stopped, and didn't carry on issuing them as soft covers. Oh, I so could man, like, I could oh, really, I could really PC oh, the shade. Oh, the shade is such a good character. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah. So. So you uh, met him. So you met. 
John, uh, John McRae, yeah, I met him at um, Bristol. Um, um, there was a comic expo in Bristol that, that uh, kind of went out of business. Um, but um, I went there maybe two years on the trot, three years on the trot, and he was there one of the years. And I bought a, a Hitman print from him, and he signed it. And it was just, it was just such a cool dude. Um, really nice guy. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, and since then I haven't been to a con, really. Not a big Aww. one, anyway. You have like to come that. to San Diego some year. Well, it's on yes. my bucket. Well, it's on everyone's bucket list, I think. But um, I keep, I kept saying, I kept saying to my wife, I'll have to do it for my fortieth because it is like mecca for us, isn't it? You know, going to yeah. that. Um, but um, and now it's kind of thinking <laughs> of my fiftieth. I actually think it's terrible, but <laughs> really, sure it is, but so it's you, kind of you got thing. so I mean, you're it's local, so right? It's so crowded, and it's yeah. it's like it's that. a lot of like MCU side of the house stuff. Like, <laughs> I would like the one in Seattle, Emerald City Comic Con. Oh. Oh, fantastic about that. yeah yeah really? it's that one See, yeah we got to figure out a thing to get all the card people together and like do an actual con thing together you know what no, i mean that needs i to know be las vegas Ooh. let's just do vegas let's be real <laughs> last time i went to vegas it was the only time i went to vegas <laughs> messy. it was messy it was messy. That's okay. I was, That's I was Vegas on, is supposed I was on, to be. I was on a flight over the Grand Canyon at about half eight in the morning, and I'd had about three hours sleep and a sh- sugar load of alcohol the <laughs> night before. And and the guy in front of me, who I knew by the way, because it, it was a load of us, um, he turned around and said, "You absolutely stink of booze." And I could barely answer him because I was just holding in, <laughs> not being sick. I'm actually feeling <laughs> sick talking about it now. Anyway. Uh, on that, on that, on that note, I guess we better circle ourselves into land. Amanda, where can people find you? Where can people find you on the interwebs? I'm pretty active on the interwebs. Um, mostly my Instagram, which is at Graded Gamer. Um, I also have the website gradedgamer.com. I have a Facebook page, which Norin is nice enough to go and like things for me, which is kind. Oh, it's uh, awesome. And I think that's also <laughs> the Graded Gamer. Um, I have a Twitter, which I'm not. Twitter is like doom scrolling land. So I kind of, I just, uh, <laughs> I just yeah, come away Ian, from their Ian, sad. No, so. Ian's taking a bullet for the channel and takes care of the Twitter aspect. I go in so that you don't have to. But um, yeah. but as I, as I said before, there are people there that aren't active elsewhere. So it kind of is a necessity. Uh, like Greg yeah. from Rebel Base Card, it's his main Greg's yeah, the best. He, I mean, he does a lot of Instagram, and that's I think how he started before we went to the podcast. But certainly Twitter, he's he's incredibly active on there, and um, a number of other characters who we wouldn't kind of really talk to in any other environment. This is bizarre. Everyone's got their own kind of place that they go backwards and forwards, yeah. and that's you know. So it's kind of essential for that reason. Um, Amanda, thank you for coming on. I've been dying to talk to you for ages, and well, you've been absolutely delightful. Me. Thank you. Well, listen, door is always open. Seriously, uh, my friend. Uh, thank you. Um, I guess at this point, I, would you be so kind as to, to to end the show for us in our usual inimitable style? And I'm not going to look at Norin while you do this because he'll crack <laughs> me up. <laughs> what are you about to write, Norin? Are you about to write the wrong thing? What you're happens? About to write the wrong thing. Like I know what I'm supposed to do here, but I don't. Yeah. know. Norin you know what? Just say what you're supposed to do and ignore Norin. Okay. Just ignore. We'll, we'll just go with me. that. I mean, don't say anything, really. Don't, I mean, don't say bad. that. Don't say that. Don't say. Don't that. say that. Okay. Thanks again for having me on the show. Um, anyone out there, feel free to reach out with grading questions and enjoy collecting. 
Yes. Brilliant. No, Come on, Amanda. What is that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>